the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's Jim Valley, and literally just back from Wrestle Kingdom 12, just back from Tokyo Dome, legendary writer and reporter and historian Fumi Saito. Fumi, how you feeling? Oh, I had a long day. Just just came back from Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Then you'd be on this yeah, right away. So what are your uh, thoughts yes. coming back from Tokyo Dome? What are your what are your thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom? I thought it delivered. It delivered. Oh, it exceeded expectation. If you're talking about Jericho Omega match, yes. I thought very the, good match. I'm I'm going yeah. to go the other direction. Just I'm going to have a slight disagreement with you. A slight, very slight, very. Slight. Go ahead. I thought yeah. the main event was better than last year, and I thought the main event stole the show. I'm gonna disagree. That's fine. After yeah, after I watched Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match, that uh, the, the very next match Okada against Naito to me though came off like uh, just another match. Really? Because I felt that I just witnessed very historical match. I'm talking about Chris Jericho against Kenny Omega match. Okay, it so. Really, so let's talk yeah. about that. Why do you think that uh, Alpha versus Omega was so historic? Because, see, like I'm, I've been following wrestling over probably 50 years or so, and this still is, not a still, but uh, I mean, my experience, I mean, new experience tonight, this is one of the be- greatest matches I've witnessed live in my life. Chris Jericho against Kenny Omega. And then also, the energy was there and exceeded all the expectation, excitement, buzz, everything. That's, I got so tired after watching this Jericho Omega matches. I did, couldn't pay attention to Okada Naito match. It looks like just another match. See, I thought it was you know? fantastic, and I'm going to, I, again, I'm going to have a slight gentleman's disagreement with you. Oh, I fine. loved. I love the story of each of them working on each other's necks the entire match. Yeah. I love the story of Okada going back to the Cobra. I yeah. loved the Destino spots. Um, there was a lot of stuff. I loved that that they broke out. That Okada broke out the uh, the, the tombstone. I, I I there was a lot I loved about the main event. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it, to me, it was still flat. You know, because there was no surprise in finish. You know, it was another Rainmaker. Whereas Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match delivered high, you know spots that I, I have never seen. You know, things they have nobody show or um, things I have never seen in my life. You know, like like what? Not just spot. Well, the way you escape your wall, you know, wall of Jericho, and not to the third ropes, but into the corner and open the apron curtain and uh, get your spray or something, you know, that or uh, Chris Jericho have shown audience that the, from any which direction, from anybody's, well, in this case, Kenny's, from any 
um, attempt of any moves, Frankensteiner or that uh, Angel with one wing, all those things that you can make that into Wall of Jericho. You know what I'm saying? More of like a how there's a every direction you can think of that it will end up being Wall of Jericho. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think that, I think that was great. Um, yeah, I, I I don't disagree that the match that the match delivered. I think there's there's no question exceeded about that. the expectation. Oh, the crowd was thirty thousand four thousand uh, thirty four thousand nine hundred ninety five people. They announced it, and it looked every bit of it. Every what? bit of it, yeah. It could look like they could. This is almost humble number because thirty four thousand. 995 right so if you add five more people that's 5000 35000 so why didn't they say just say 5000 you know 35000 so there was some humbleness in there and also has a meaning to it you know like yes we are announcing legitimate crowd or something you know what i'm saying so cuz in yeah well, let me ask you this. You said you were tired after uh, after Jericho and Omega. Yeah. One of the things that WWE does is they'll trot out a buffer match between two main events. Right, because like also you... the main event people don't want to follow good match, so you're going to throw some yeah, not-so-important match right in between, right? Or give people enough time to go go hit the bathroom real quick and come back or something, you know? So do but, you think uh, that's this... something New Japan should do? I don't know. I personally I don't can know. handle it. Um, traditionally, we never had those field match in between. Um, there was no intermission. It was over four-hour show that uh, people expected this to be a long show, you know? But uh, it was like, this is one of these, you know, once-a-year deal that uh, – the door opens three o'clock in the afternoon, right? But people around the st- Tokyo Dome, this, this, this is a stadium show, people are there one o'clock in the afternoon just by just sitting, standing outside, talking, buying gimmick outside. They're just they were already there. People were there, and I haven't seen that many people with costume, like you know, like a cosplay. You know, the guy, you know. Bunch of people, you know, dressed up like Hiro Takahashi or see, Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't, you know, doesn't work here anymore. But there are quite a few people who dressed up like Nakamura, and uh, Ibu, I mean, bunch bunch of bushy mask guys walking around. Um, of course, you always see Liger costume guys walking around. Uh, just it had this WrestleMania atmosphere. People couldn't wait. To have the door open, so they were there like one thirty in the afternoon, around the building, just having good time. You know, it just had a WrestleMania feeling to it. You know, very much so. And I run into a lot of people I haven't seen. Hi, like, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? It's just like you run into a bunch of wrestling fans. <laughs> you know, I had a WrestleMania, you know, feeling because I go to WrestleMania every year and I know the feeling of the stadium shows, you know, that the door doesn't open another two hours, but people are already there doing like a, we, we don't have big parking over here. It's the subways and trains here, right? But it felt like there was a tailgating party going, you know, people were outside holding beer, 
just having a good time, just talking. It's just atmosphere of a super show. Did it Anyhow, feel, yeah. Did it feel even yeah. different from last year? Bigger. Definitely bigger. The crowd was bigger. Not just that, but the buzz, excitement, um, just the feeling for this. This is like, wow, this new Japan is super hot again. You know, they made comeback, you know, but last year was pretty hot, but this year was even bigger. And we saw more international crowd than ever. You know, I see Americans, people from Australia, people from New Zealand, people from Europe, you know, all kinds of tourists to attend match at the Tokyo Dome. So this is like WrestleMania in Asia, right? I, I felt like, you know. And the, the theme was, the, the hidden theme was that they did not mention WWE uh, or, or New Japan, never mentioned name WWE or the, you know, the broadcast that the play by, they never really expect and that the mention WWE name itself. But when you mention Chris Jericho's name, you almost have to explain it, right? But it's a big, so they say uh, that big, huge billion dollar company in America or something like that. I know that Kevin that Kelly was on New Japan World called him uh, a future Hall of Famer and things like that. But yeah, I don't recall them mentioning anything about WWE now that you mention it. But Which in the back good. of your head, you have that. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, Chris Jericho is WWE superstar. Were you surprised by the finish to uh, Jericho losing clean in the middle of the ring? Yeah, I think he was... Uh, let me put it this way. The story was told beyond the finish. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Kenny Omega beat Chris Jericho. But the theme was almost beyond that finish itself. Um, Kenny Omega's post-match interview said uh, a lot of good things. I'm going to go over a little bit here. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so after the show, there was a post-match interview. So what uh, what newsworthy things came out of Omega and Jericho? Uh, news. Uh, not a news. It's more like uh, Kenny Omega says, you know, there you have it, folks. Um, gave all the credit in the world that uh, gave the, you know, he would give all the credit in the world. Yes, Chris Jericho was the superstar as he has claimed, and uh, the, the, he was a every bit mega star as he was, you know, claiming he was in the best and the legend and the mega star. Yes, he really was, and he's proud that he beat Chris Jericho, the main Mr. Main Event. And they can't say what the, the nightmare and, and this has been, and the, but the, he had learned the very valuable lesson. Um, today that uh, one thing he learned was uh, anything that uh, was uh, he is here and he is New Japan and I survived he's you know I'm talking about Kenny Omega I he said he had survived this fight and he has passed this on his own test fight for his life and he will continue his legacy with New Japan and uh, uh, this this wasn't my you know his last match with New Japan like Chris Jericho was saying, 
And uh, yeah, last year the match in match against Okada was spectacle of all the spectacles, technically sound. You know that uh, that showed that the New Japan was the best company in the world. And he, they, he said, "We can go. We can do anything. We can go anywhere. We can change the wrestling world." But with this match with Chris Jericho, it was a collision of idea. His idea of what wrestling should be, and my idea of what professional wrestling should be, and uh, uh, it, it was a clash of ideas what pro wrestling is. And he called, he didn't say WWE, but uh, that million dollar company. Yeah, they, yes, they have more money than New Japan. Um, they both came from, you know, they're talking about Winnipeg. Uh, we both come from a very small town in Canada, Winnipeg. We were almost in, living in Winnipeg. The, they were almost encouraged not to have dream and just to fit in and struggled him that uh, they were exception that they left you know your hometown to pursue your dream chris jericho had his dream kenny omega had his dream and tonight the kenny omega felt that uh, yes chris chris jericho was every bit mega superstar as he claimed he was but he still feel that he is well-oiled robot of million dollar corporation how's that that's and, uh, that's, uh, that's quite a dig that's a good dig yeah the well-oiled robot that he is and then it's me talking about kenny omega and then it's me i won't build this in my own way new japan allows me to do this we fought different path different path New Japan don't have probably don't have million dollar, and uh, as long as I'm here, I'm gonna change this world, change this world. Um, I tonight today I was able to prove, just able to prove, and uh, Jericho didn't choose that belt. They're talking about the IWGP US belt. He he didn't choose this belt. He chose me to fight. Wrestler makes that belt. Risk makes the matter and prove me that they're talking. Now he's talking about the match that's taking place in the same building, you know, as he was talking. The main event is going, right? And you can hear the crowd going <laughs> in the background. The Okada match, Okada against Naito match still taking place as he's speaking, you know. And uh, prove me their belt is better. And uh, why isn't the. Uh, why isn't you know isn't succeed like I do? The, I'm the I'm I may not be the best athlete. I don't even have biggest heart, but my passion and hunger is better than anybody else. And I'm, I'm carrying this company for the future, and I proved my idea of professional wrestling. And there was a good one. There was a good one that. Uh, I need to be the captain of this ship and make make this company the you know to be the best thing you know best in the world. I can only give me this ship and let me give me this wheel vehicle and I want to drive this car. I want to drive this vehicle and I want to be the god 
who creates it. It's a real good interview that there's like a pretty serious, the post-match interview, but uh, he really, he, he wasn't reading it. He, I don't think he practiced the interview. He really came out, you know, just he's talking in his heart. And uh, I was busy taking notes because he, I don't think, you know, the interview was written you know, by somebody and given to him. He just did it, you know. Do you believe it? So when you say that he says that he's the he wants to be the captain of the ship, is yeah. that him saying that he needs to beat Okada and be the champion? Uh, not that particular thing. It's a more philosophical aspect of how he feels about wrestling and how he feels about New Japan Pro Wrestling and how he feels about professional wrestling as a whole. Not immediate Okada matches, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So did uh, Jericho speak? Did you? Did Jericho speak? Well, I, I, I want to know how you just felt about what I just said. I this think is not an that, I, I think that um, Kenny Omega yeah. has been very prophetic at times in his interviews, and what he said makes me curious about what's going to happen uh at uh at new year so i'm i'm very at new year dash so i'm really curious um yeah but this is not an interview which was written he I'm just walked in I'm and started talking i'm not saying it's written but what i'm saying is is i'm not even i'm saying that he has extremely, but he's not aiming anything he has, immediate he has, he has extremely good instincts and yeah. and i think that some of that passion and much of his vision, no matter what other people have planned for him at New Year Dash, will there will be that realism that comes through. And I think... Yeah, but uh, we're not talking about New Year Dash tonight. I just came back from the show. I, I know, but I think that what I'm saying is that in the past, his words have been very prophetic, and I think that they will play out again in the near future. Yeah, but That's tonight, though, the main event, it was, yeah, the two, there were two main events. But uh, to me, witness my own eyes, my, you know, very first hand, my own, inf you know, information, the Okada Naito match didn't meet my expectation, or it came off real flat to me. See, I mean, and also, I wasn't, Okada, I wasn't there. Okada wearing the new pants. And the new lighter blonde hair, you know. Well, I'm sure this is the biggest show of the year. So a lot of the guys, wrestlers who worked the show tonight had a new costume. Well, let's talk and, about uh, that for a second. There was something yeah. when Naito did his entrance and yeah. I expected something really mind-blowing, like something to do with his eye, like his eye would be glowing or there'd be some sort of graphic focused on his eye. And we came, when he came out in the mask, I thought, oh, it's going to have a glowing eye or it's going to draw attention to his eye, and it was just a mask. And he sure. was just wearing the, the white suit and the cape, and he took it off, and I was like, oh, he's losing and then mm. Okada came out, had the huge entrance, and then they had the shot of Okada disrobing and Naito standing there. And doing God nothing. bless him, Naito, Naito was doing his best, 
but he couldn't help it. You could see the disappointment in his face and his body. I knew he was losing. Yeah, that is that. That's a limitation. You know, I felt that I agree with you that the Naito, yes, momentum is there. He's popular, and uh, this match was promoted as if this is Naito's time. And a lot of people believed going in that the, tonight Naito is going to finally beat Okada for the IWGP title and so on. But uh, watching the match tonight. Um, momentum is there, but as, as, as a whole match, I mean, like as a wrestler, or the he's not not in the league with Okada, Omega, or Jericho. Well, who, I, who, to be fair, who is? But okay, let me. Yeah, but the night this is this people believe it was Naito's time. Let me. So let So there are a lot of people online. I see a lot of the American fans, uh, in yeah. particular. I think uh, David Bixon's fan. Uh, criticizing the booking that they say, like they say that it was Naito's time and he should have won. And I look back and I go, there were many times people thought it was Okada's time and it took him three times to finally become the guy. Last year, people thought that it was Omega's time and Omega lost. And then they thought, oh, it's going to happen at Dominion. And it didn't happen Yeah, but you have to remember though, but just like I just said five minutes ago, the point was beyond the finish. There you go. Kenny Omega lost the 40-minute match, and you know, Osaka, they had a 60-minute Broadway. Two matches, Kenny Omega didn't actually win. But those two matches were actually the matches that made Kenny Omega bigger stars. You can become bigger star, not necessarily by winning. You know, those were two matches that are so important that people will remember and probably will talk about years to come. But those two matches, Kenny Omega didn't win. But those were the same two matches that made Kenny Omega bigger star than he was before. I believe. So do you think that uh, there's more in the future for Okada? Or not Okada, for Naido? Uh, well, he, he probably have to, this is like a very typical Japanese booking that uh, he will challenge until he wins. How's that? Oh, do you it, think it was? Even, do you do you? Yeah? What do you think of the people who have criticism of the booking? Matter of fact, there's people even online that yeah, I read the, that I thought was American mind, though. Right, that's uh, that's a, exactly it. Yes. Yeah, because you cannot compare, you know, these New Japan matches with WWE booking or ECW booking or you know stuff like that. You know, it's uh, every place have different tradition that. Uh, even not New Japan, but old Japan, it took Misawa or people like Kobashi or Kawada, great guys, great wrestlers. They didn't win this their you know world championship. I mean, they lost title match after title match, title match after title match until they win. So it's a little different over here, you know. You don't make John Cena match here. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. But this time, Okada still was better man, I think. I agree. I I agree. Yeah. And we'll see. Yeah, overall. Yeah, so let's let's touch base on a couple yeah, of sure, things. I'm sure Naito is probably better athlete, you know? But, uh, all right. 
And uh, uh, Chris Jericho still had this uh, very heel, you know, interview after the match. He was part of the match still, you know, that the, he came into interview room kicking, you know, things and throwing things and, you know, what do you want, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, give you, you know, e each guy's one question only. And if you, if you don't have a question, I'm leaving. And uh, one guy try to you know ask two questions, one question per person. Don't be greedy, kind of thing, and uh, ask something. And you know, how do you feel? I feel I just lost the match. And uh, <laughs> and this is Kenny Omega's house. And uh, yeah, I got booed today, and uh, still one of the greatest match ever. And he even you know communicated non-verbally during the match. He did the. You know, Fuyuki Kodo's pose and all those things before he went into one one of the wall of Jericho, and uh, a lot of things. You know, he he did heelish interview though that you know comparing to your match, you know, at the WWE tour coming to Japan and the match you had here with New Japan. So, um, this is none of your business kind of thing and. Uh, but the excitement, the buzz that that brought, uh, he um, admitted that the, it was the best match of the show, and I've worked very smart matches, uh, smartest match, and uh, took New Japan to different level, not just in Japan, but U.S., U.K., Europe, all over the world. Um, that took Japan and took New Japan to, uh, world in, in the, to a next level in worldwide scale. He felt that, that uh, he made difference is what he was saying. You know, Chris Jericho being in Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom, this made Wrestle Kingdom 12 best Wrestle Kingdom ever. And... Uh, he took New Japan to a different level, he felt. And not just in Japan, but the US, UK, all over the world. The buzz was not just in Japan, but all over the world. And he gave us hint. After tonight, um, having this kind of reaction in Japanese, you know, by Japanese audience, and I lost the match, I'm leaving t tomorrow, and I'll never come back to Japan again. In wrestling, when you say you'll never come back, he will be back. How's that? I think you read that perfectly. <laughs> yeah, because you're screaming, you know, I'm leaving tomorrow and I'll never come back to Japan to finish the interview. So you have to read that together. When, you, when the wrestler, or in wrestling terminology, when you say I'll never come back here, that means he will be back. That's how I felt, you know, and then it was a real heelish interview, you know, but, so, uh, you yeah. know, Jericho, I don't, yeah, have you talked to him at all privately? Uh, not today, but because he was hiding and, sure. uh, in his private dressing room and, uh, he never came out until his, in his match and, uh, the, nobody was able to go to, go to his room, you know? Well, let me and, ask, I mean, uh, you you know him, so, I mean, you know his body language and his mannerisms. Do you think, do you think he had a good time? Do you think he was satisfied? Do you think that it's something Yeah, he yeah, he said that uh, um, you have to say that in, this is a press conference, so it's like uh, he lost the match, and uh, 
you know, he shouldn't be happy about it, you know, this is, you know, interview. But he did say that that uh, he is proud of, of his performance tonight. Yeah, because he exceeded the expectation. Expectation was high, though, real high, because you have to have killer match, right, in this situation. You know, but uh, he even um, had better match than I expected. Um, there's a lot of creative spot and uh, make you think kind of high spot that, you know, you set up the table outside the ring, right? Outside the ring. You leave that table. You didn't, he didn't use it right away. You know, so that just back of your head, people remember this table was set up at ringside. He left it there for, you know, a few, you know, like another 15 minutes or so until it was used. Also, there was a spot that uh, he uh, opened up, you know, that the uh, ring carton and uh, started looking for things, you know, under the ring. He pulled out two chairs. He tossed two chairs into the ring. One was used and one was there, but you were supposed to forget about it. Because then he used that second chair for a very important high spot later on in the match. And just a lot of things that you have to really pay attention to what he's doing. And yeah, there was another chair in the corner there. Yeah, there was a you know table set up there. Then then it was used later on. That kind of things. He's just our audience have to pay a lot of attention to what he was doing. First lion salt, you know that the moon salt after second rope thing, he succeeded. Near four, one two. Second attempt of Lion Salt, Kenny Omega dashed, run into him, then grab and do that, you know, like uh, uh, make it into uh, mm -hmm. um, what do you call it? That the one, that the one wing angel thing, and there was a lot of creative spot to block your signature moves, and the way they were blocking each other's signature moves, I haven't seen the way they, you know, like people have a lot of creative things they were doing. Yeah, I thought the roll through on the one winged angel was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of spots that you thought it was like, wow, wow, it's like very smart, you know, creative spot. Um, so it was good, and also you have to remember, um, Chris Jericho is not exactly a young guy, you know. He worked, you know, he's 47-year-old wrestler who worked very, very smart match, you know? Yeah. And, well, let's, uh, yeah, touch base, let's touch base just briefly on a, on a couple of other things. Uh, not yes. A, not a big surprise. Tanahashi retains the Intercontinental title. I thought uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jay White not quite ready for prime time. Ready? Uh, yeah, but he should be on... In a certain you know position because he walked out uh, that you know walked that aisle like a new star, not because he had longer hair and the new costume, but uh, he really carried himself pretty good. I mean, he was very much elevated tonight. The match wasn't the greatest thing though, but uh, yeah, because he's still somewhat green, but very promising new star. To be born not tonight tanahashi really carried him but uh jay white still came off like somebody like new new superstar to be 
Will Ospreay work. wins the uh, the junior heavyweight title. Uh, Will Ospreay pinning um, Marty Skull? Yeah. Yeah, it was a high spot, you know, high after high spot after high spot. It's like that. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, and uh, I'm not sure if I should say it. You know this on 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 the program, but uh, I'm not exactly Osprey fan, you know. And, I I uh, thought that um, that uh, you know they always have one of these four person matches at Tokyo Dome, and I thought this was one of the better ones. I thought it was a oh, really... Oh, if you like high spot and creative high spot and uh, who is the better gymnast kind of thing, yes. Yeah. I thought... I, I didn't think that... Uh, I thought Kushida was probably going to win, but I didn't... Uh, I guess I was wrong. Uh, this was Osprey. And then after yeah. the match, his legacy begins today. He was saying that. So it looks like he'll be holding that belt for quite a while. By having Osprey be, you know, champion... You can have Kushida as a challenger. You can always have Hiromu Takahashi as a challenger, or ex-champion Marty Scott, or any junior heavyweight guy can come and challenge Osprey now. Well, you know, we talked match. about. You've talked about in the past on other shows that this year we're going to see a, a slightly, or at least a somewhat smaller roster, and some people they just got too many Same guys. Same amount on... roster, but they rotate. You know. Not everybody on every tour. You know, this month, certain groups, certain faction will take um, this tour off. Then, see, sometimes see, you, you see SmackDown and Randy Orton Nakamura is not even on the show. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you watch Raw, sometimes Dean, or Dean Ambrose is injured, but the, um, Roman Reigns took a night off or... You know, so some guys are missing on sometimes on the show. You know, so I don't think New Japan's gonna have that uh, full um, roster every single tour. They'll rotate. There are tour that Davy Boy and Lance Archer work. They take a tour off. They'll be on another next tour. Whereas, um, let's say Hanson and Raymond Road, that uh, you know, other guys will come in. Well, guys like Tonga, Tama Tonga, that uh, you know, those guys are pretty much local, so they'll be around. That, um, what, what about uh, there's rumors about Bad Luck Fale going to WWE? Yeah. I kind of don't think so because he has business going back home. You know, he will be the pioneer of like wrestling, you know, wrestling business in New Zealand. And you know that uh, he will start, you know, his own territory or something, you know, in the near future. Bad luck, Fale, going WWE. That's... I didn't hear about it. No, there's been I've seen talk, but I don't know if I've heard anything substantiated. I was just curious. Hmm. But so... I don't think he'll fit, <laughs> you know, because uh, being in WWE, you know, you have to have perfect match every night. Nothing is like your, you know, go with floor match. Every single, you know, every step the way is designed with WWE, you know, wrestling match that you have to be able to listen to your producer and have perfect television match every week. You know what I'm saying? Some people are good at it. Some people are not made to get that way, you know? How amazing... Mm -hmm. 
how amazing yeah. is Minoru Suzuki? Oh, that was a good match. Yeah. And also, he lost, just like I said about the, that the story and the message and idea was be you know was beyond the finish. Yes, Goto won the match and won the never title and everything, but at the end of the night, Suzuki was better man. You know, like you know, his Suzuki Goon faction tried to take him back to the backstage, and I said, no, 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 I'm going back. Then he brought his own stool and he sat in the ring and cut his own hair like a man. He's he came incredible. off like big, bigger man, right? He's amazing. Yeah. Um, the other let's let's talk real quick. Uh, one more thing, uh, Kota Bushi. We had one, yeah, one, two, three, four. F- there were five title change tonight. Yeah, yeah. The the Young Bucks beat Show and Yon and became IWGP Junior in a tag champion. That's a new champion, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. And uh, I was a little surprised never... by that, but I guess they have to have somebody to feud with, and there aren't too many. And also, the, I'm sure teams. those two team will be having matches back and forth yeah. pretty much all year long this year, huh? Yep. Yeah, Yano Ishii and Beretta became new never six man tag team champion. Not that big of a deal, but the, another title change. And Lance Archer, Davy Boy. Uh, lost the match and the Sanada Evo became the IWGP tag team you know, champions. That's another title change. And Minoru Suzuki and Goto, I just we just talked about never t- single title. Uh, Goto is a new champion, and Osprey is a new IWGP junior heavyweight champion. So one, two, three, four, five, five title changes in one night. Yeah, which made me think that it also wasn't going to be Naito's night. But... Naito's night, at, yeah. right. Main event, champion will yeah, successfully defend his title. huh? So yeah. where does, here's my, I think we talked about this before on the last show. Kota Ibushi yeah. beats Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Where does he go? Does, yeah. he go to, does he go to Okada or does he go to Kenny Omega? I don't know. Um, let's put it this way. He, his match was the third match out of nine important thing, you know, matches of the night. It, it wasn't even... There was a title change back in states that uh, that the Cody is not even ROH World Heavyweight Champion anymore. So it became non-title match, right? But... Uh, Cody Rose didn't quite come off like big superstar either with his new light blonde hair. And then also he brought his wife, Brandy Rose. And uh, Brandy Rose got involved a bit too much for Japanese wrestling match. You know what I'm saying? Got involved in you know during the match. And uh, teasing spot and all those things. And... Uh, you know, Ibushi, you know, hit his prancha after, you know, after the top rope onto the floor and you accidentally hit Brandy Rose and, oh, then Ibushi goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they try to pick her up and then he was lying. It just doesn't get over that much in Japan. You know what I'm saying? It was too American on Cody's part. Do you think that uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12 is a building block to bigger things in the future? 
or do you think that this may be a this well, this is uh, both way because this is think about it this is like your wrestlemania that means it, this should be the conclusion of everything they were doing all year last year this was the conclusion you know of the whole the, all, all the programs in this tomorrow's and you know, they have another Korakin Hall show tomorrow. That is like the raw, the the night, the day after WrestleMania. Yeah. So like we we saw um, Kenny Omega rise. We saw um, AJ Styles. We've seen a lot of interesting things happen on uh, New Year mm-hmm. Dash. So yeah, yeah. Be curious. So Ibushi, yeah, it didn't. The match Ibushi and Cody thing wasn't really treated as something very special either i don't know we'll see what we'll, not, see, we'll, we'll see what happens yeah not as special as naito or see naito's momentum was there you know he, he, he a lot of people actually believed he was a man you know he was gonna beat finally beat okada tonight people believed it because he was booked that way you know, all the storyline last six months or so did, did make you believe that this was going to be Naito's night, which wasn't. But the Ibushi's, Ibushi's program hasn't been treated like this, you know, last few months, last six months or so. And uh, I think he's not, Ibushi's not on top heavyweight championship program just yet, I don't think. It's fair. How big of a deal, yeah. explain to people how big of a deal the Budokan announcement is. Okay. Um, yeah, actually, they won't be using Sumo Palace, you know, this summer. But uh, um, August tenth, eleventh, twelfth, three consecutive dates at the Budokan, and it's been fifteen years since New Japan used this building. The last time they used the uh, in the Budokan was two thousand three June. In the Budokan, you know, the cheap trick in Budokan or. Ozzy Osbourne Budokan or the Deep Purple Living Budokan, which was Budokan, and also that the Beatles had Budokan 1967. And uh, this is like a very, very special, you know, building, like your Madison Square Garden or something. You know, Korakin is great, you know, Mecca of wrestling, but you, it only holds about 1,700 people. You know, it's more like a very core wrestling audience. Mecca in that way, but uh, not as big. Budokan holds 16,000 people, you know. So, and also a very old building, uh, which was opened 1964 for Tokyo Olympic. Now, and, when I think uh, of Budokan, and I think wrestling fans think of Budokan, they think of the heyday of all of Japan, all Japan? Pro wrestling. Right, right, is right. There, is there any sort of, I mean, and obviously all Japan is certainly rebuilding, and that was a, that's was that been a big story the last year, but they're not at the yeah, Budokan yeah. level not yet. Not quite Budokan level yet, is, no, is, no. Is this any sort of, uh, is there any sort of unspoken anything unspoken about New Japan running the former traditional all Japan arena. Well, New Japan always had, you know, new, uh, 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 Budokan show too. You know, like uh, yeah, Inoki against Bob, you know, Bob Backland. Uh, you know, Inoki Andre, um, Inoki against Umanosuke Ueda, or you know, 
lot of Budokan shows for New Japan, you know. So it was not exactly not all Japan signature, you know, house or anything like that. Um, the famous Budokan show was 1979 All Star Card. New Japan, All Japan, and IWE three company worked together for the first time and the last time, and there was a Budokan show in the summer of 1979. And also, the first time they used Budokan was 1967, just a couple of months after Beatles concert. It was Giant Baba against Fritz von Erich. So, Budokan had some special feeling for like a super show, always. But uh, all through 90s, you know, the, the, the Misawa, Kobashi, you know, Kawada, Taue era, it was all Japan's house. That during that time, you know, New Japan didn't really touch it. You know what I'm saying? But Sumo Palace was always more of an Inoki house, you know? Right. Yeah. But Budokan show sounds really big. Three consecutive days for the first time, any company. What does that mean? Is that going to be G1 or what are the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final of G1 Climax okay. this year. Yeah. but So they are not running Sumo Palace this year. They're moving to All Japan. I mean, I mean, uh, moving to Budokan this summer. Is it simply because Budokan holds more people or is there a problem with Sumo um, Palace? I or? think um, there was something that the Sumo Palace, is, you know, was all booked all week or something. There's another reason for it. Okay, so just a logistical reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. But the, the, you can make it sound it, you know, like a, wow, this is going to be a big deal kind of thing. And three consecutive nights, Budokan, nobody has ever done. Well, let's 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 wrap this up real quick here. Okay. Uh, but before yeah, we go, yeah, I just came back and had a long day, and I think you think Okada Naito match was better. I think Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match was very historical and exceeded my expectation. And chances my... are, and, and I'll be honest, chances are you're probably right. I don't know you. I let, no, no, you may not be right. You might be right. I may not be right. It's... But let people decide exactly you know firsthand but no it's good but it's sometimes... good that we have a discussion that we're not just rubber stamping each other each time that's good no 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 this is we're watching so... it, this is wrestling we watch same what? match and people get different reactions so here know? we are you you haven't been home an hour yet from the show it's barely <laughs> over the seats probably <sighs> haven't even cooled in the tokyo dome yet for people leaving as we're recording this yeah. What put it briefly put this show into perspective? Was this a classic show? Will this be? Will people I think talk so. about this show? Tell put it in perspective. Uh, they will be talking about this um, Wrestle Kingdom twelve as something very special years to come because they have, there are more people and also there are casual fans, there are hardcore fans. There was the first timers, uh, there was regulars, and also just had a super show feeling, you know? Just like going to WrestleMania. See, when you go to WrestleMania, not all those 75,000 people are hardcore wrestling fans. There are a lot of casual people, right? They had that there tonight, you know? People actually attending wrestling match for the first time because it's hot, hot, you know, New Japan is like booming. And uh, Chris Jericho was a superstar you probably read about. 
or have the knowledge that hey this guy is a you know larger than life superstar from wwe the biggest company in the world and uh, he's working very special match one match only for new japan so this is a special match and so people believed it and uh, he delivered what was promised and and some the match was incredible i think so we will be back at least by this weekend. Um, we, <laughs> I'll be attending another New Japan show yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. If, if we can work it out, we'll, maybe we'll see if we can uh, crank out a show before then. I'm open to it if we can make the schedule work, just so you know. Uh, but... We might have a bonus show. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. We did actually we did really well, by the way, with the Chris Jericho show. So really, so Good. work your sources. That's what you need to do. You need to work sources and uh, get us more news. Get you more news so we can uh, bring uh, more people to the show. But we really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying the show, please share it. Yeah, and then also people like Bill Apter got in touch with me, you know, you know, yesterday, and uh, wanted to know about the Tokyo Dome show and Chris Jericho match. And uh, he promised that he'll put a link. Um, to his Wrestle One website, I mean, he's gonna you know have plug and then link our podcast to you know show into his uh, Wrestle One website. Fantastic! And you're supposed to be on Talk is Jericho, right? Uh, I well, haven't been able to do it. You know that uh, he was hiding the last couple of days. Uh, well, you'll figure and it out. He had Don Collis on his latest. Um, talk, talk, you know, talk is Jericho. So I may not be on his show after all. You know, I have to see. He may well, not be leaving tomorrow. He may be leaving, to, you know, tomorrow, and I might hear from uh, tonight. I don't know. Look at so that, I Chris Jericho. Yeah, I Fabing his, his good friend Fumi. Love it. That's why. Yeah, he's but successful. he, I mean, he did the uh, Bruiser Brody bit. You know. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, he screamed at me like he was mad at me. So. <laughs> Hilarious! All right, where yeah, can like, people follow? Like where can Brody. people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Fumihiko Dayo, F U M I D A Y O, uh, Twitter. Yeah, Fumihiko and you can Dayo. follow me at Jim Valley. Uh, be sure to share the show. Let people know it's out there, and uh, hopefully we will have a bonus show for you with a New Year Dash. But we will uh, be back at least by this weekend, if not before then. So until next yeah, time, yeah, I'll attend a couple more shows next uh, this week. Yes. Okay. Well, and we'll we'll also recap a bunch of the shows that happened, and we'll we've got a lot of stuff more to cover but unfortunately time yeah. constraints won't let us do it this time but uh, <laughs> until next time okay, so long from tokyo thank you <laughs>